Hey kids, this is me, Icy Robots, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of the world's famous Icy Robots show. This week we're going to have a good time ahead of us. We're going to talk about some CDs I bought. We're going to talk about some Motu stuff, all kinds of cool things, maybe even some Japanese baseball if we get the time. But until then, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick the beat. OK IC Robot, I am on the Tech 12 This is One Time for Your Mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. IC Robots is in the queue for his new Johnny coin mining uniform. Next. I said next. Oh, uh, that must be me. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's going on? What size shirt and what size helmet? Um, extra large shirt? Uh, helmet? I, I, I don't know. What do, I, what do I need a helmet for? Yes, a mining helmet. With a lamp on the front. This is a mining operation. You are a miner now. We take safety very seriously here. Mining is a dangerous occupation. Do you know how many people die each year mining? I mean, probably a couple, right? Quite a few, sir. Take your shirt and your helmet and quit winging about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Mining, mining is dangerous, but I, I think when, when, when they say mining, I think that they mean like mining under the earth, like, like coal or diamonds or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure that they mean mining johnny coins but whatever dude. it's my, my first day back i don't want to i don't want to cause any problems here just hand me the uh, hand me the helmet with the lamp that glows and the uh the shirt i'm all i'm all good to go i'm glad that we see eye to eye one more thing don't forget your overalls and your red bandana it's important to look the part clothes maketh the man as they say is that something people say do they say clothes maketh the man i've, I've never i've never heard that one but uh, man I'm, you want me to dress like an 1880s minor this isn't like the California gold rush or whatever, but, uh, okay, you know, all right, uniform's a uniform, uh, hand it over. This is bigger than the 1849 gold rush, mate. This is the big Johnny coin rush of 2021. Someday they will name an American football team after us too. Until then, grab your gear and get to mining. Next. Next. This is IC Robots Radio. Now let's return to Earth and see if I see robots bought anything fun this week. I did. I did actually get get, get some good stuff, uh, but they're CDs. They're not toys. I got a toy too. We'll talk about that later, but but as for now, we're going to talk about these CDs. I was over at the I was over at the last record store. This is the last week that they are open before they're before they're shuttering for a remodel and a name change. The the ownership of the store has shifted to good friend of the show, Jerry, good friend of Gino Vega, Jerry, and I'm, I'm excited about that. I think it's cool to, like, have an insider in the record store biz as, as a pal, but, uh, you know, I'm excited about everything overall, but they were they were having a pretty big sale. They are trying to empty out all their inventory for the big shift, and I was able to go over there and pick up some CDs, but let's... Let's dip back, way back into the days of a young Icy Robot. One night, I was sitting, I was sitting at my house, and every day I would record YoMTV raps on my uh, TV in, in, in my, my bedroom, and I was watching it one late night, and they, they played a song by a group called Massive Attack. I had never, like, not never heard of Massive Attack. I was strictly, like, a hardcore hip-hop head, and this was, like, some kind of British tripped-out rap with, like, real mellow beats, and I was like, what the heck is this? So the very next day, I went over to the last record store, and this is when, this is when the shop was on, uh, 4th Street, the main street here in Santa Rosa, next to, um, next to Sawyer's News, rest in peace. Sawyer's News, they reminisce over you, Sawyer's News, but I, I went in there and asked Hoyt, Hoyt's the, uh, one of the owners of the shop, I said, hey man, 
I'm looking for this rap tape called uh, Massive Attack. Do you know anything about that? And he's like, oh, that's not rap. We have this over in the uh, in the house music, in the house music section, which is which is weird. I never not never even once like went over to the house music section. But he, he went over there and we found we found this tape called Blue Line. And I have been like I have been a fan of this tape for just like forever. It was it was widely considered to be the first ever trip hop record in the history of all music. And it just like it just like blew me away with the mellow beats and the mellow vibe and just the way the whole thing blended together. I've been listening to this tape for like I don't even know, ever since then. Like all the time. It's one of my favorite records that's ever that's ever been around. But I I never really thought about Massive Attack beyond that. I, I played this record and I enjoyed it, but I never like thought about the guys in the group or like maybe some other music that the group had had come up with. And this this led me to do a little research one day, and I I kind of came to the conclusion that this one rapper, Tricky, his name was Tricky Kid, at the time he was like he was like the head of Massive Attack. And then I I did like a little YouTube and stuff and listened to some Tricky music, and I I kind of. I kind of came to realize that, like, Massive Attack is tricky, and it's like, it's not that cut and dry, but, like, tricky continued on the Massive Attack history, as far, as far as I could tell, as far as, like, musically, as far as I could tell. So, while I was over at the last record store, I picked up two tricky CDs, actually, I got three tricky CDs, I got Tricky, Pre-Millennium Tension, which is, like, which is like really great. I got blowback, and then I also got where I can't find it. I got the uh, I got the CD around here somewhere. Let me look in the the file. Oh, it's called uh, it's called Max and Quay. I got all three of these, and so far, man, I am loving all three. They are great. I I think that out of all of them, I like Pre Millennium Tension the best. This one came out in 1999. So if you're looking for like if you're looking for something. That you can play and just put on and like change the entire mood of your house, like bring it down to a mellow vibe. Maybe you want to like turn on some uh, lava lamps or whatever and just like and just like chill out. This is absolutely perfect. I cannot I cannot recommend these tricky records high enough. I I got these as well as I got a CD, the best of the Yellow Magic Orchestra. I I've been a fan of these guys for a while. They're a Japanese band. They're like. They make, like, electronic music, and I think that in some ways they are so influential and also, like, massively unknown. Let me, let me pop this one in for a sec here. Check this out. It's like, it's like these guys in some way, like, invented, like, beep boop sort of, like, video game music. The, the chip tunes. These guys were, like, early chip tunes originators. So I got, I got this at the store, and I, I'm digging this. This is, like... This is also like really interesting, really weird background music. When when I was in Japantown a while ago, we went to the city a while back, I saw a flyer. It was a flyer for a concert. The Yellow Magic Orchestra was going to be in San Francisco doing a show, but the show got canceled because of the bug, so that was sad. I can't even imagine these guys are ever gonna come back ever to the United States again, especially like especially the way things are going, but man, the uh the opportunity to have seen the Yellow Magic Orchestra live in a person would have been wild, would have been great, and it would be something that would actually be able to get uh, your guy Icy Robots to leave the house. And then finally I got a CD called Zombie by Fela Kuti. Fela Kuti is considered to be like the founder of the Afrobeat style as a 
As a matter of fact, Homeboy was up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, and he did not make it. And I consider that, I consider that to be like an absolute, like, miscarriage of justice. This is like, this is like a Jack Tunney level miscarriage of justice, because Fela Kuti is like one of the biggest stars ever in the history of the continent of Africa. Dude is like, dude is like, used musically, musically, he came up with this idea of like the Afrobeat style, which is like... There's like a beat, and the beat starts off, and the beat kind of remains consistent throughout the song, like the drum beat remains consistent, but then they, they add elements to the beat, like they'll add some vocals, or they'll add some maracas, or they'll add just like whatever, until like, by the end, it's still like basically the same song, but it's like so much more, so much more rich, it's like so much bigger, and just so much more beautiful, and I, I like this music a lot. I myself, I'm like, I'm a big fan of like drum music, I love to follow like the drum beat when I'm like dancing around the house, I always go for the drums, some people go for like the bass, or like the, the keyboards or whatever, but I myself, as a hip-hop fan, I'm like, I am like drawn to drums, and this guy Fela Kuti has some just like the most amazing drumming. I've ever heard in the music. I've had, I've had a couple CDs of his. I have like a best of, but uh, Zombie is considered to be like his preeminent work, like his biggest work of all the times in space. And I cannot recommend this guy like highly enough. If you want something, if you want to move, you want to feel good, you want something that's really gonna like like pick you up. But also his lyrics are like they're very political. They're very politically motivated. And if you want to like learn a little bit about the plight of the African in Africa, this is definitely something for you. I, I love CDs. I'm just like such a big CD fan. I take them all and I burn them. I rip them. And then I upload them to this app called iBroadcast, which allows you to like stream your, your MP3s to your phone or your computer or whatever. So I'm always like, I buy CDs. Then I rip them, and if they're dope, if they're dope like a Massive Attack, if they're dope like a Fela Kuti, they're dope like a Yellow Magic Orchestra, I'll keep them in the house for, like, further use, but then I'll buy something, like, right here I have, like, the best of Phil Collins. No knock on Phil Collins. I love Phil Collins. I love him. I think he's great. No shame in my game. I love Phil Collins, but I'll rip this one upload it, then I file it away in the garage. I have a bunch of, um, like, banker's boxes, and I'll just, like, alphabetically keep all the CDs in there, and I, I got them all stacked up, just in case, like, I don't know, just in case, like, the hard drives that I got the CDs on get disintegrated, I still have the original copy. Shout out to, uh, shout out to my guy Gino Vega. He's a big proponent of physical media. He loves it. This guy, this guy says he doesn't collect video games, but I've, I've been over to his, uh, castle. His castle in Napa, and he's got, like, stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of PlayStation 4 games, DVDs, VHS tapes. He's even got, like, his old beta tapes. He used to watch at his house in uh, San Francisco, so I don't... I don't know about that, but, uh, I don't know, man. You can't go wrong with new music. I love new music. I just love playing music in the house at night when we're just, like, chilling, and it's just... I don't know, man. I, I love music as much as I love anything in the world. Let's move forward in the show, and, uh, I don't know, man. Let's talk about something else. This week in Japanese League Baseball. To uh, to be honest, there is not like a ton going on in the world of Japanese baseball. Sadly, Japan is still like they're still racked with the bug. They there there's like there's like an issue of vaccine reluctance as well as they're having like a hard time rolling the vaccine out as as efficiently as some other places have. So the league is more or less in a it's in a shutdown mode. In some places, in other places, the teams are playing without any fans in attendance, which is which is interesting to me because what what I what I've read, what I gather is there are some teams that like 
they just entirely shut down. Like, the team in Hiroshima shut down. The team in Yokohama just shut down completely. They're not going on the road. They're not doing anything. Whereas other teams, such as the Yomiuri Giants, the uh, Nippon Ham Fighters, are just going on without any without any fans in attendance. It's It would be like baseball's going on, but the Yankees decided they're just not going to play. And the St. Louis Cardinals decided they're just not going to play, but the rest of the league is just kind of going on around them. I, I get it, man. Whatever, whatever you got to do to maintain safety, I'm all... I'm all for that. I I've been been digging into the um the Japanese baseball league recently. I I don't know, man. I'm a baseball historian to some degree. I enjoy the tales of Babe Ruth. I enjoy the tales of a uh, Nap LaJoy and all those guys, but like these are all tales I've heard like a million million times, so I'm I'm digging into try to find some nice like interesting stories about Sadaharu O and things like that. Just just to like fill my mind with new baseball knowledge. The the Pacific League, that's what they call the Japanese League. They they do have like a super duper rich history and I I'm finding out all kinds of interesting things all along the uh, that I never that I never not knew before. The the big story this week, I guess, is it's the tale of Kona Takahashi, who is the uh He's the ace pitcher for the... He plays for the Saitama Saibu Lions. And Homeboy started off the season with a short haircut. The The Japanese league, much like the ja- the New York Yankees, has, like, very strict protocols on appearance. And Homeboy started off with, like, a normal, somewhat conservative short haircut. But as the year has gone on, he has declined to get a haircut. And it's really it's really starting to cause some, some flack with him with the team some flack with him with the league, and it's just, his feeling is that, I'm on a winning streak, I'm winning right now, I've won nine games in a row, he's a pitcher, he's won nine games in a row, and until I lose, I'm not gonna cut my hair, man, I'm like Samson, and this hair is what is taking me all the way to the top, dude, this season is 9-0 and with a 2.54 ERA, which is like, that's really great, the wins are great, the ERA is fantastic, ERA is earned run averages, that's like how many runs you would give up over the course of a 9 inning game, and Homeboy's average is 2.45, so he's given up 2.45 runs per 9 innings, which is like, that's fantastic, that's some Cy Young level stuff, does it have anything to do with his hair? I don't know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but he believes it does, so that right there makes it makes it an important issue. The Japanese League Player of the Week is a guy who goes by the name of Zealous Wheeler. He is an American. He used to play for the New York Yankees, and now he is the cleanup hitter for the Yomiuri Giants. He plays first base, taking over the position of the great, the all-time great Saduharu. Oh, he, uh, over the past week, he batted 345, and he knocked five dingers, leading the Giants to an undefeated week. So he has been named the Japanese League MVP for the week. So big shout out to our man Zealous Wheeler for that accolades. This has been This Week in Japanese League Baseball. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy, no matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe, E-Man. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. I have been crazy into Motu's. Motu stands for Master of the Universe, a.k.a. He-Man. Ever since they dropped the uh, Motu origin line, I have been like crazy hunting him. I've been hitting up the targets. I've been hitting up the Walmarts. I've been hitting up everywhere where there potentially could be a He-Man action figure. And I, I've had some success. 
I had some success lately at first. I was having a hard time finding the Skeletor. Eventually, I did. I also went on about the He-Man. I've since bought Beast-Man, and I bought Trap-Jaw, and I bought the Prince Adam on a vehicle. I, I'm looking to get, like, every reissue of a figure that I don't have. I also got Scareglow. That was, like, that was, like, my big find. I recently opened Scareglow, and man, he is dope. He is great. He glows in the dark, so I put him up near a lamp, and it's just, like, it's just, like, amazing. I set up a, a pretty good Motu display. I'm looking at it right now. I have, I have over on the wall behind me a series of one, two, three, four bookcases all in a row. And along the top, along the top over the years, I had this Batman display. It started off with, like, a couple Batman Migos and various things. But, like, over the times, I would, I would add, like, any little Batman trinket that I could find up there. Like, an animated Batman figure or just, like... Just like anything that I could find that wasn't already up there. And it became like a giant mountain of Batman stuff. I like Batman, you know, but it, it, it kind of got... It kind of got to the point where I'm like, man, I need to expand my Motu. So o over the um, over the show hiatus, I went up there and I took all that stuff down. Boxed it up, put it in the garage, and I set up my Motu display. I put the Castle Grayskull up there. I put all my figures. I turned Castle Grayskull... So the back is facing front, and I, I displayed the figures inside of there, and I, I did all kinds of neat little stuff like that. And man, having this expanded space is really, really, really making me desire all the more figures. So I'm hitting up the Targets, I'm hitting up the Walmarts, like I just said, getting out there each and every week, trying to find whatever it is that I can find. They just, they just announced Wave 6. Of the uh, Motus. Let's see who's in there. I know some of them off the top of my head, but I want to make sure that I get all of them. So I'm going to hop on over to ToyWizards.com. That's where, that's where I get most of my Motu news. They they seem like they're on top of the recent releases and the recent waves. Let's see who we got in Wave Six. First off is the Green Goddess. This is a character I'm not familiar with. Apparently, she's only appeared in the mini comics, but it's like it's like some green snaked up version of Tila. If I saw this one, I would buy it, even though I'm not I'm not like overly familiar with the character. Also, is Stinkor? I don't have Stinkor, so I I would get him. I recently I recently learned that Stinkor and Merman are like essentially the same figure. If you look at their faces, they're like the same figure. I've never I've never had a Stinkor. I I also understand that, like, um, Stinkor came with, like, this, this smell, this, like, built-in stink, and the, uh, the stink was made from patchouli oil. I've never known that, so I was interested when I found that out. He, he smells like a hippie. He smells like this guy Jeff, this guy Jeff that I used to hang out with in junior high. I, I like this guy, cool guy, really fun guy, but he would always wear patchouli oil, and people thought he stunk, and, and he got this, he got this reputation as a stinky guy, as a stinkor, and that stinkor reputation kind of floated on over to me. Maybe I did stink. Maybe I hung out with him too much, and the patchouli got into my skin as well. The next figure is Webstore. Webstore is another one that I want. I never, not never had Webstore back in the day. He has, like, he has kind of, like, a spider gimmick going on. He's not, like, fully spidery, but he does have, like... He does have, like, multiple eyes on his face and, like, spidery fangs and stuff. He comes with, he comes with a grappling hook so that he can, like, climb up on things. So he's dope. The next one that they have, the last one in this wave is the Masters of the Universe Origins Beast Man. But this isn't, like, the normal Beast Man. This is, like, a different one. He came from a different wave. I'm not familiar with this iteration of him at all. He has, like, spikes on his shoulders, scary Beast Man face and all that. They're also releasing a new version of He-Man and Battle Cat. This He-Man has, like, a shiny metallic armor on his chest. It's cool. I don't think that I would buy it. He comes complete with Battle Cat. And I already do have a Battle Cat. And I already have a He-Man. If they released him 
like by by his own, I might go for him because he does have like that battle damaged chest gimmick. Like it, it, it rotates around. Like if you hit his chest, it'll flip over onto the other side. We can see like a damaged side. And if I did see it, I might consider it. I I picked up that Prince Adam with his sky sled because they it got on clearance to being only like twenty bucks. So I grabbed that, but I I wouldn't have paid the. Uh, the 35 bucks that they had it for originally. Alrighty, tidy whitey, let's see what I got here. I, I was over at the Walmart the other day and I got myself a Motu. I got myself a figure that I've never not never had. It was part of wave number three. Wave three was Roboto, Zodak, Merman, and the figure I have right here in my hand. She-Ra, the Princess of Power. I've never had a She-Ra figure in any form. Not to say that I didn't want one, because I did. I thought they were cool, but I just wasn't going to be able to convince my parents to buy me what was essentially a doll at the time. To me, when a character has rooted hair like She-Ra does, that makes it a doll. Nothing against dolls, nothing in any way against dolls, but I, I would not be able to convince my folks to buy me a doll. So let's, let's bust open this fig here. I got the, um... The Arthur Fonzarelli brand blade. We're going around the edges of the packaging right here. She-Ra has modern posing, but retro play action. And she is the most powerful woman in the universe. Let's pull her off the card right here. And now I dropped her. She comes with a mini comic called Dimensional Doom, which has Skeletor on the front looking scary. Let's see, how is she held in here? Let's, uh, let's cut through this band, chop. Not gonna chop easy. We might need the scissors because there's just too much, not enough tension here. Let's cut that one. And she also has one around her wrist. How can we cut that one from the back? We'll snip it right here. Snippity snip, snip. Snip that. And then we're gonna snip this other one here. And we should, we should be able to pull our gal off the card. She's not coming easy. She's in here pretty hard. And I apologize. Oh, because there's one around her foot. Snippity snip. Snip that one with the sizz. They're not Arthur Fonzarelli brand scissors, but they're they're still cool. She's a nice figure, man. She's smaller. She's in the scale of a She-Ra. She-Ra's not as big or as tall as He-Man or Tila, but um, she's on scale with the uh, the ones from back in the day. Her hair is not rooted. She is not technically a doll. She's technically an action figure. Let's pop open her little weapon pack here. It's wrapped around the back. Snippity snip. Snip that open. We'll see what she has inside of here. She has a sword. Very similar to the power sword that He-Man carries. Not exactly the same, but similar. Let's move her around like this. She has a cape. She has a cape that is made of fabric. Real cloth goods cape. Her sword goes into her hand very well. Fits in quite nice. She is articulated at the wrists. The elbows, he has like, I don't know, 14 points. You know what these are like by now. They're very cool, very poseable. I dig her a lot. The face is really similar to the original Shira. Let's, um, let's put her little helmet gimmick on. There it goes. Goes around her head. I like how in like one way you can put it on, it looks like eyeglasses. But then if you invert it, it's like a helmet that frames her face. Let's give her 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 shield. Let's make sure we put that in this hand right here. Very, very cool. And then this one goes here. Shira's dope, dude. Shira has like a very long history of being like He-Man's pal. I I dig it. Let's um let's try to get her let's move this out of the way. Gotta move these scissors. Let's move the Arthur Fonzarelli brand switch. 
Where did I throw the card? I tossed it over here. Modernizing and celebrating the original 80s Masters of the Universe action figures, Masters of the Universe Origin gives you the power to pose Eternia's greatest warriors as retro styles figures. Put on her cape, turn the crown around, and she becomes Shira. You can twist her into powerful poses. Let's see how powerful we can get. I threw that in my He-Man garbage can that I have right by my desk. Very powerful, very dope. I am more than pleased with this. I was really stoked to find her on the shelves, but she's like from an earlier wave, which I thought was, which I thought was interesting. They they seem to drop these at the the Walmart. I have much more luck at my local Walmart than I do at the Target for finding these. But they dropped them in like the most interesting manner. It's not like the current wave. It'll be like wave two comes out, then you'll see like a wave one, then you'll see wave five, then you'll see wave four. I don't know. I'm just happy to have her, man. Very. Very happy to have good old Shira. She can join He-Man and the gang in the fight for Castle Grayskull. I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is the world's famous I See Robots show. Hey, once again, it's on. This is me, I see robots. I'm at, um, I'm at Torrent Beach right now. That's in, in Bodega Bay. We were down here checking out the tide pools and just, you know, basically just like becoming one with nature, which I, which I like to do, which I don't get to do enough. But, uh, we're also, we're also hiding with the heat. It's been a little warm and it's always, always a bit colder down here in Bodega Bay. I love Bodega Bay. As much as I love living in Santa Rosa, if I could, like, like move here, like trade my house and get a house uh, near the uh, near the shore. I would do it in a heartbeat. Bodega Bay is where they, it's where they film the birds. If you guys are film heads, you'll go recognize the the birds, the great Alfred Hitchcock. But um, I'm sitting here on a blanket right now on the beach. I I have brought my cards, the messages from your animal spirit guide oracle cards, which we are which we are going to use right now to give us some. Some hints and tips for the upcoming week. This is a deck of tarot-style cards, which have messages from our our various animal friends out there in the world. And we can always learn from nature. We can always learn from animals. Let's see. Um, I love that sound, that, that bong that you hear every once in a while. That is a... It's like not a lighthouse. It's like a light that's on the on the edge of the rocks, so that uh, you don't get your boat stuck. Dora Beach is very nice. It's it has tide pools as well as like people fish. It's just very nice, very low key beach. Let me um let me shuffle through the cards a little bit more before pulling one. Let's see. Take this one from the top, and this week we have we have the spirit of the tiger. That's always a good one. The tiger says. You've been called upon to provide leadership, so trust that you're capable of doing so. There are always going to be times when you're called upon to be the boss, when you're called upon to be the leader, and it's very, very, very important to step up and do your best with the responsibilities that you've been given. I I have faith in each and every one of you out there that when the time comes, when your card gets pulled like the tiger today, that you have it in you to be the man that you think you can be, to be the lady that you feel like you can be. You can be a leader, you can be a boss. I think that it's really important to remember a good boss delegates. I've been in various positions over the years where I've been in charge of different projects, been in charge of different departments at work, and I I always found myself doing the 
doing the lion's share or the tiger's share, as it may be, of the work instead of like delegating it to um, my subordinates. And in, in that regards, I'm, I'm not as good of a leader as I am a worker, but I have taken those lessons to heart. When I, when I will someday be called upon to lead, I will make sure to get the best out of the people around me. It's also very important to be a compassionate leader. To be the kind of leader that people look up to, the kind of leader that people trust. I think that when you're when you're looking for a good example of leadership, I find that I, I look at a good old Captain John Luke Picard of the Starship Enterprise. He had it all going on. Dude was like a great, great diplomat. He could solve problems between differing cultures at the drop of a dime. But when he was called on to fight, he would fight. That's one of the things I really, I really like about Starfleet and the. Uh, Star Trek ethos. Shout out to Earl Green of the Roddenberry podcast world. But what, what I really enjoy is like everybody on the show is a scientist. They're all very smart. They're very intelligent. They're very knowledgeable in their area. But when they get called upon to be warriors, they will be warriors like you have never seen before. And I like to think that there's there's something to be said for that. Over, over the years, like... There's been many Starfleet captains, and I, I I feel like back in the days of Kirk, Kirk was like a perfect example of what you would need in the uh, Old West, the Old West kind of days of the original series, and then as things kind of leveled off a little bit, Picard was perfect. Voyager had Captain Janeway. Captain Janeway's the best. Shout out to the nerdy blogger. Janeway's the best, and she was never more perfect than when they faced uh, the Year of Hardship, and they... They had to wrangle all kinds of different things. They they eventually made it back. I I'm kinda of trailing off here. I'm a little tired. I didn't I didn't bring enough food with me to the beach and we've been walking up and down, up and down. Looking for seashells. I found a really cool clamshell. Like a really nice clamshell. It's about essentially about like six inches across. It's huge. I can't even imagine eating a clam this big. But I found that. I found a few silver dollars. I I think that's nice. It's nice to see what the ocean spits in your direction. My favorite thing is when you can find like a like a smooth piece of glass that the ocean has has rejected. But let's take that spirit of the tiger to heart. Let's do what we can do to be the best leaders that we can possibly be. I hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. If you ever if you ever want to do anything for me, if you feel like you enjoy what I do and you'd like to help out, if you if you don't feel like you can join the Patreon over at supportthereport.com, I get it. Money's tight. Money's always hard to come by. But what you can do is, like, just uh, share the show with somebody that you like. Do it by word of mouth. Tell them there's this cool thing called the world-famous IC Robots show and that you think they would like it. That is, to me, like, the best way to get the show out there. You can also just share the link. Just go to the tweets, share the link. That's always great. Give me a little retweet, or you can just... uh Share it on Facebook or whatever your preferred social media network is. It's all good. Let's try to spread the gospel, try to get the word out there. So, until we meet again, I haven't really, uh, haven't really thought of like a nice sign off of this. So, until we meet again, I hope you guys are safe. Hope everything is good. And, uh, anyway, man, I'll see you guys next week. All right, um, and bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness, and an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole
I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com